Hey everybody, I'm Pastor Jeff Dawes, lead pastor here at Stockbridge Community Church. And I just want to say thank you for listening to our podcast today. I hope this message inspires you and encourages you. Enjoy today's message. like to continue this series, and I've entitled this, How to Go in the Power of the Holy Spirit. Go in the power of the Holy Spirit. It's a charge. Go in the power of the Holy Spirit. And, and today as I dive into this, I just want to, um, to tell you that, you know, as, as a child, and maybe you remember this as a child, or you remember your child doing this. We want to know, we want to know, as a child, we want to know what our parents want us to do. And so many times we'll tell our children to do something, right? Our children will say, or, or maybe your parent did this to you, said, hey, I want you to do so-and-so. And what is the next question out of your mouth or maybe out of your child's mouth that happened right after they told you they wanted you to do something? What is the next, what is the next question? That's it. Why, Right. And many times it's not just why is it, it's like, why? It's like eight syllables, you know, just keeps going. Maybe that's why we got the term whining, you know, from why, I don't know. But anyway, we ask the why. Now, as, as we ask that question why, here's the thing. Our parents had an answer for us when they got tired of trying to tell us why. And what was that? That's exactly right. Because I said so right? How many of you, your parents said that to you at one time in your life? Okay, because I said so, right? Now, how many of you as a parent have said that because I said so? Yes, we have repeated that. And so what I want to tell you today is that, you know, we have to understand that that that, that, that why is still a question, but that answer is not sufficient anymore. Once a person becomes a certain age, that statement, because I said so, no longer works. It just doesn't work. There comes an age where that no longer works. Like, you know, you'll find that out with the, you know, in teen years that begins to happen. And then also, you know, as adults, when we go on our jobs, we don't, you know, our boss, well, just because I said so. You know, that, that doesn't work. That doesn't motivate us anymore. So, so we, have to have, we have to have the what, what we're to do. We have to know the what, but we also have to know the why. We have to know the why. Here's why. The what gives us direction. It tells us what to do. But the why gives us the motivation to do it. Do you agree with that? We will never, ever do the what wholeheartedly until we know a good why. Would you agree with that? I mean, like, you know, there's times that, you know, like Rhonda's asked me, you know, she's like, hey, you know, Jeff, I need you to help me clean the house. You know, if I don't know the why, I might be tempted to say, well, I'm not going to do that. I said tempted, okay? <laughs> and because I am wiser now, I've been married over 30 years, so I'm wiser now, I would never say that, all right? But there's been a time I wasn't as wise as I am now. But if she says, Jeff, you know what? I want you to help me clean the house because we got company coming over uh, this weekend, and, uh, you know, I, I, we want to show our best. And, I was, and then I say, oh, yeah, okay, definitely, I'm, I'm in with you. You know, we're going to do this. The why makes all the difference in the world. Would, would you agree with that? I'm trying to make the point here. We've got to know the what, but we also have, more importantly, got to know the why. 
Matter of fact, when you find your why, you find your wings. And so as a parent, listen, if I was a parent, I am a parent, but as a parent, I can tell you that I've learned to, to develop the why a lot more than the what. And so today we're going to talk about our mission that God has given us as a church, a mission and, and as a people, and as you as a person, it's your mission. It's not just, you know, not just say, well, that's my church's mission. No, no, no. you are the church. Uh, it's your mission. It's my mission. And we want to look at that today. So look at Acts 1 and 8 with me. It's on your outline. Again, we start here. It's in the Acts. He says, when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, you will receive what? Power. Okay. That gets my attention. I don't know about you, but that gets my attention. You receive power and will. Let's read what's underlined. You ready? Tell people about me. Notice that Jesus is saying this. One of the last things he says before he goes to heaven, sends to heaven. You'll tell people about me everywhere in Jerusalem, throughout Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. So what Jesus is saying is I'm, he's given us our what. Okay, this is what you're to do. And what I want to do in just a, the next few moments, I want to take a few moments to begin to tell you, break down the what first. I'm going to break down the what, and then if you'll be patient with me, I want to give you the why. Okay, so the what. So let's break that down. The what. Here it is. The what is this. Number one, Jesus said, I want you to go to Jerusalem. Okay, Jerusalem for us is our community. Would you write that down? That's our community. That's what we're to do. We're to go to our community through the power of the Holy Spirit. Notice what they said in Acts 13 and 44. It says this, on the next Sabbath day, almost the whole city what? Gathered. You see, they gathered to hear the word of who? The Lord, right? So the Bible says after Jesus had ascended and we talked about all this stuff, how the church began, it began to move. And the Bible says almost the whole city gathered. And so part of our mission is this. Part of our mission is that we have to have a place people to gather. You know, like this building, we call it a church building, and the only reason we call it a church building is because it houses the church. That's you and I, is that when we come together, you're the church, I'm the church, we're the church. And so what I want to share with you is this, is that, you know, that's why we're expanding our building, is because we have to be a gathering place, a place to gather for our community. Listen, that young lady that sang this morning, that second song, did she just do an awesome job? Wasn't that beautiful? I mean, it's just beautiful. Her name is Faith, and Faith's parents are sitting right over here. The reason that they're here is because we, had, we invited a community, a church, I mean, a school, choir, chorus concert to come here and, and do their concert in our church to be a gathering place for our community. They came, and they were a part of that, and, and through that, years ago, they made a decision that they wanted SEC to be their church home and raise their children up in this church. And today, that young lady, she's a senior in high school, and God is going to use her greatly, and you had a part in her life, because we provide, you and I provided a place for them to gather. Now, God has used her. She developed her gift. She's using that beautiful gift for Almighty God. Isn't that great? That's great. She's union for God. And so that's what we're all about. We said the reason we're expanding our church and we're expanding this building is so that we will not leave the next generation behind. We, God's called us to keep raising them up, right? And that's where they're at. That, that's exactly what I want to talk about. Okay, and the next one is this. Is, uh, the next one he said, then I want you to go from Jerusalem, I want you to go to Judea. Again, the what, the what, the what. And that is our state. That is our state. 
It is our state. Notice what he says happens here. In uh, Acts chapter 5, it says this. It says, they met in the temple courts, and from where? Where? House to house. They never stopped teaching and proclaiming the good news that Jesus is the Christ. Now remember, God has called SEC, called you and I, okay, you're SEC. He's called us to big. We've been called to big. God didn't call us to small. He gave us a big vision. And that's why you're here, because you know what? He's calling us to big. And so here's what I want to tell you. In order that we might go uh, reach out at our state is that uh, it won't be long before we'll have other campuses in our state. So, you know, like, like uh, you know, some, sometimes your kids go off to college in other parts of our state. Well, we might have a campus right there where they go to college at. Wouldn't that be awesome? Say, heck no, you ain't getting away from us, baby. We're right there. I'm not even kidding. I mean, like, yes, we're going to be there. And so we're going to do that. And another way that we're going to do this is through our groups as well. Our, we call uh, SEC groups here. That's where, you know, uh, small groups that meet. And they can meet anywhere at any time. And, and we even have what we call freestyle groups. That means that, you know what that means? That means if you meet with some people, the same people every week, like once a week, maybe you meet them to play golf or maybe you meet them for lunch or maybe you have, you know, maybe you have a standing dinner with them or something, anything that maybe, maybe your child has a sporting event, you meet the same people every week, you can take a group of questions. We call them freestyle groups. You can take a, a set of questions and you can say, hey, can I, let's just have this little talk right here. And you can have a group anywhere, anytime, any way. And I want to encourage you to do that. And if you're interested in our freestyle groups, say, hey, I'd like to know more information about that. On the back of your connection card, you can just check this box because we want you to be able to do that. Okay. And then uh, the last number three is, it's not the last one, but number three, the next one he says, he says, go into Samaria. So our Samaria is all of our cultures, all of our cultures. You write that down. It's all of our cultures. It's all cultures. Look what Jesus said in the next phrase. Jesus said this, not Jeff, in John 12 and 32. Jesus said, when I am lifted up from the earth, I will draw who? Who is that? Say that again. All people. Thank God he didn't label us. Amen? He said, I'll draw all people to myself. And now what I want you to know about SEC is that we are for all people. All cultures. You know, our, our uh, community has a lot of cultures in it, and we are saying our church is for everybody. I thank God that there's not people at the door checking your label before you walk in. Amen? God has called SEC to be a church for red people, white people, black people, white people, any people. Amen? It doesn't matter your status. It doesn't matter your, you know, your bank account. It doesn't matter what. It doesn't matter what you drive, what you live in. God has called us to be a church for all people. Amen. That's just good preaching right there. I have to amen myself. And so how do you, how do you, how do you break down the cultural barriers? Here, here we go. This is what I want to tell you. The way you break down cultural barriers is love. Love breaks down air. When you, when, listen, it doesn't matter if people can speak your own language or not. You know, uh, we've been on the mission field, and we couldn't even speak people's languages. But you know what? People know that when you love them, they know that, and it breaks down all the cultural barriers. And so how do you, how do you express love? Well, the greatest way to express love is to serve people. You know, it's one thing to say I love you, but it's another thing to do it and prove it, right? 
It's another thing, you know, when people do things and, and their actions follow their words, then you really believe their heart. And that's what's made us stand out in our community is that, listen, when we say it, we do it. Because we're people that we believe in, we love people, we want to serve people. Look what the Bible says Jesus about Jesus here. In Acts 10 and 38, it says, You know about Jesus of Nazareth and how God poured out on him the Holy Spirit and what? And power, that's right, and power. He went everywhere doing good and healing all those who were under the power of the devil, for God was with him. Amen? Now watch this. Jesus went around doing good. That's, that's, what, that's how he defeated evil, was, was with good. The way that he, he conquered evil was with good. Now, he conquered, he conquered our sin with his life and his blood, but he conquered evil by doing good. He set the example. And the Bible tells us this in a little bit more detail in Romans 12 and 21. Look what it says here. Okay, this is for me and you. He says, do not be overcome by what? Don't become over by, uh, overcome by evil, but let's read what's underlined. You ready? Come on. Overcome evil with? Overcome evil good. You see, being overcome by evil makes you want to get even. Oh, boy. And I have that in me. Ooh, do I have it. Anybody feel me? I mean, you know, when somebody does something to me, or to one of my children, or my I wish I could tell you I was holy enough to say, well, now, Jesus, you know, what would they do? They were just having a bad day. That's not what goes through my mind the first time. I start saying, oh, no, you didn't. <laughs> oh, heck no. Let's get it on right now. I'm sorry. I know I'm disappointing some of you as a pastor, but uh, that goes through my mind, too. And so I have to, the Holy Spirit's power, I have to go in the Spirit's power so he can remind me. So the first thought is my thought, and then the second has to be his thought. And I have to lean on him to say, no, 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 whoa, wait a minute, Jeff, you're a Christian here. But this is what I found out. When I walk around wanting to get even with people, I walk around as a bitter person. You see, an angry person. And so the Bible says the way you overcome evil is with good. Now watch this. So if, if, if I am walking around trying to get even with people, overcome evil with evil, I'm bitter. But when I overcome evil with good, I get better. Right? I become a better person. You know what? I can learn to chew on my tongue a little bit, and it makes me a better person. I realize that overcoming evil with good makes me better. And that's what makes you better. And listen, the only way the world gets better is it has more good. And more good we have, the less evil we have. And therefore, we all get better. Don't you want our world to get better? Amen. Let me tell you how it gets better. is you doing your part and me doing my part. And so we have our, I'm going to give you an opportunity to get better. And have the world get better. Next week, next week is Easter week. I mean, like we're having five services. We start Friday night, and if you are going out of town on spring break, please bring your family to their church on Easter, okay? So we're doing Friday night, we're doing it just for you guys, Saturday night, just for you guys, and then, uh, then we have their three Sunday services. And so what I would like you to do, if you want to help us make the world better, and you want to be a part, is that we have a sheet right here inside of your program that there's things that you can do to help us, there's simple things that you can do to help us overcome evil, because there's going to be a lot of people that come to church on Easter that normally won't come, and they're coming, so we want to be prepared to, of a lot of people doing good. So please check up one of those boxes on this half sheet that's inside of your program, and just put it in the offering bucket when it goes by to let us know that you can help us. Okay, 
All right, the fourth thing is this. The fourth thing is, number four is this. He says, to the end of the earth. That means everywhere else. God has called us. Okay, we're on this mission. Remember, it's our what, our what, our what, our what. This is what we're to do. He said, this is what we're to do through the power of the Holy Spirit. So look what Jesus said in Matthew 24 and 14. He says, the good news about the kingdom of God will be preached all over the world to every nation. Let's read what's underlined. You ready? Come on. Then the end will, the end will come. And so I just want you to know, because we have a big vision, where God gave us a big vision, all right? This is not a little vision, that we're going to help go into all the world. We're sending, we're going to give you opportunities to go and serve in the mission field somewhere. We're going to give you opportunities to do that. And the places that we cannot go, we're sending missionaries to. We're partnering with a, a missionary that's going to go into uh, Jordan over there in that area. And then we got a missionary in Pakistan. And all the world, where the world's turmoil is at, we're sending missionaries there. And, the, and so God has called us to big. I just want you to know that. We have a big vision. Okay. All right. So now what I like to do, so that's the what, okay? So I can see how motivated you are. You're like, oh, la, 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 la. Some of you thinking about, okay, we're going to eat for lunch right now. All right, you got to come back. Come back. Here we are. Come back. All right. Now I'm going to give you the why. The why. Let me say this before I give it to you. Watch this. Is that I would tell you that our culture says you need more willpower. If I'm going to do what, then, then I need more willpower. You don't need more willpower. What we all need is more why power. Okay, I got to explain it to you because you just looked at me like, are you crazy, man? All right. If I were to ask you right now, I'm going to put this picture up, okay? Here's a 10-story here's a building, okay? There's two 10-story buildings side by side, and there's a plank across those buildings, okay? So it's way down there. But you see me right in the middle, right? See my, that's me, the little stick man. Okay, that's, that's me. Right in the middle, I'm walking across this plank. And I'm saying, hey, I want you to come and walk across this plank with me. Now, it's, a, it's 10 stories down. There's nothing underneath us. And, and I'm walking across this little board, okay? But I, I'm saying, okay, I want you to come with me. Now, how many of you coming with me? Who's coming with me? One, two, three, four, five. Okay, there's six. All right, there we go. The rest of you say, heck no, right? I ain't going across that building. I'm scared of heights. You're thinking all that stuff, right? You're thinking, oh, I'm not doing that. You see, the reason is because of my why is not big enough. You see me out there, and I'm saying, come on. And there's six of you who said, I'm going with you, Pastor. The other you say, we're standing on the ground and watching y'all idiots, right? Right, bunch of idiots, we're not doing that. We're taking life insurance out on you. But here's what I'll tell you. Now, if we're all on top, uh, if we're all on top of that other building, uh, one building, and I'm trying to get you to come, you're saying no. But when your Y power goes up, if all of a sudden, look at this next picture. The, the building is on fire from the bottom to the top. It's burning. And you have a child that's standing on that building over there that's on fire. Or you have a brother or sister, someone that you love is standing over there and that building's on fire. Are you going across that board? Come on, mamas. Are you going across that board? Dads, are you going? Matter of fact, that's what Rhonda said. Heck no, Jeff, you go. <laughs> going across that. Right, why? Because your wife just changed, right? Before it was like, oh, I ain't going over there. But now the wives changed. My, my child's over there. My brother, my sister's over there. My mom, my dad's over there. I'm going to rescue them. The wives just changed, right? It just become important to you. 
So what I tell you is that all of us, if we're going to do what God taught us to do, we have to learn the why. And we have to get why power. And Jesus knew that. That's why he told us, okay? Now look what Jesus did there. He gives us, let me give, the why, first of all, the slide is, the why is because eternity is real. That's the why. Because eternity is real. Now, as you write that down, I have three, three examples of the story. Jesus in Luke 15 begins to tell us how important this is. We move right into Luke. We move right into it. Jesus begins to tell the story about a man who was a, uh, who was a rancher who had, who had 100 sheep. And one of them went away. One of them got lost. And he counted them all. And he noticed one was lost. He left the 99. He went after the one. And he searched and searched until he found the one little sheep. And he brought the little sheep back. And when he brought him back, there was great rejoicing because he had left one. He, he had found the one that was lost. And the Bible said that's the way it's going to be in heaven. Now, for you and I today, it would be like, okay, if, if our little poodle was lost, our little dog was lost, and we searched and searched and we finally found him, we rejoice. Now, those of you that lost the cat, you just rejoice at that. Okay. I'm sorry. Save your emails. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Okay. A little bit. I'm kidding a little bit. But you see, there would be great rejoicing, right? Another example, he went right from, from that saying, hey, there's rejoicing in heaven. When one sinner comes home, there's rejoicing just like this. There's rejoicing. Then he leaves that story. He goes right back into another one. And he goes, said, hey, there was a lady who had, uh, uh, had some money. And it was a coin. It was a very expensive coin. She had this coin and she lost her coin. She went all through her house. She couldn't find the coin. She called. It was so important to her. She called her neighbors over and said, hey, neighbors, help me look through my house. And the Bible says they went through and they swept the whole. And finally, they found that coin. And she was, she, there was rejoicing right there. You understand, like, when you put on a pair of pants and you reach in your pocket and then you find $10 in your pocket. Hallelujah, right? Rhonda didn't get this. Oh, oh, she made a deal a long time ago. She said, listen, what, if it comes in the washing machine, the dryer, baby, it's mine. And so when I, when I put a pair of pants on and I reach my hand in the pocket and there's a $10 bill, $20 bill is left in there, I'm like, hallelujah, glory to God, thank you, Lord Jesus. It survived the washing machine, it survived the dryer, and it survived Rhonda, hallelujah. <laughs> Jesus said the same way. When one person turns from their sins and turns to him, there is that kind of rejoicing in heaven, that emotion of the lost sheep and the lost coin. It's that emotion in heaven. Heaven throws a party. And then he goes on. He doesn't stop there. I mean, Jesus is making this point. The why he's making this big point. Why, why, why? Then he tells a story about a, a prodigal son, a son who, who come out, who who is, you know, just rebelled against his father, says, I want my inheritance, and he ran off and did his own thing, and, and it was just bad, and the father missed his son so much, and, and there was no cell phones, and he couldn't text him, and he just couldn't communicate, and he wanted to see his son so bad, and finally, one day, years later, here comes his son walking back into his life, and his father said, oh, I'm so glad you're here, and there was rejoicing, they threw a party, Jesus said, the same way, when one sinner repents, there's a party thrown in heaven. Do you, are you getting the picture of the why? I mean, like, Jesus like, this is important. 
And then Jesus does something else. The same chapter, he just, he just told all of that. And then he throws another scenario in, and he shows us the other side of eternity. And look what he says. The Bible says this, in Luke 19, or 16, it says this. Jesus telling a story. Look what he says. There was a rich man who was dressed in purple and fine linen and lived in luxury every day. At his gate was laid a beggar named Lazarus, covered with swords and longing to eat what fell from the rich man's table. Even the dogs came and licked his sores. The time came when the beggar died, and the angels carried him to Abraham's side. Now remember, Abraham was like Father Abraham. He was like the first person of faith in the Bible. So he's given a glimpse of sort of like what heaven looks like. And he goes on to say this. The rich man also died and was buried in hell, where he was tormented, where he was in torment, he looked up and saw Abraham far away with Lazarus by his side. So he called him, Father Abraham, have pity on me and send Lazarus. Now, Lazarus, again, with a beggar, he wouldn't even let him have crumbs from his table. Now he wants his dirty beggar to come. Send Lazarus to dip, to dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue because... I am in agony in this fire. And so Jesus, we stop right there. Jesus gives us the picture of the other side. The why. The why. The building's on fire. Why? Here's what I want you to know. Jesus did not give this picture of hell to scare people. I know many of you have been beat up, and many of you have been, you know, somebody throws out that hell. You're going to go straight to hell. You, you know, you're going to fry. Well, listen, Jesus knows that, listen, if, he, if you're scared, if you're scared, and you only go on that emotion of, scare, of fear to say, okay, I want to be a Christian, that after that emotion wears off, then you're going to turn your back again. So he, Jesus doesn't use scare tactics. Listen, he only uses this. He doesn't use hell to scare us. He, he uses hell to make us aware that it's real, okay? In hell, we find out there's two things. There's a physical pain constantly. There's a physical pain, the fire, but also there's the emotional pain of regret. That's what hell is. Hell is going to be, it's going to be physical, but the greatest pain is going to be regret. Because here, you know, like there's rejoicing in heaven, so it's rejoicing in one side of eternity and it's regret on the other side. And so Jesus says this. So let me just stop right here. Because I love you. I really do. I prayed for you last night. I pray for you every night. If you're here today and you're not a Christ follower, I want to invite you to be a Christ follower so that you can be on the rejoicing side of eternity. And not only that, I don't want you to be scared of hell. This is what I want you to be. I want you to learn to have an opportunity for a better life that you can enjoy this life without the fear of death. That's what Jesus is saying. You can enjoy that. And so today, right now today, listen, on your, in your program, there's a prayer that you can pray. It's called the prayer to become a Christ follower. You don't have to have stand up. You don't have to have me come do anything right where you are right now. You can settle this issue that your pillow will get a lot softer tonight if you make this decision. And I just want to ch and challenge you to do that and encourage you to do that. And when you do that today, because many of you are going to do it, when you do that today, I want you to check this card that says I'm praying the prayer to become a Christ follower so that we can pray for you. Now, SEC... Let us do what heaven is doing right now. Let's celebrate for those that are receiving Christ. Come on. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord.
Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Because heaven right now, I don't know if you can see this, but Jesus is going, yeah, buddy. Yes, sir. It's woohoo. I'm sorry. You don't think about Jesus like that. What do you think of when you think throwing a party? You think he's going, yeah, that's pretty good. No. He's going, Father, that's one that I died for. Right there they are. They're coming in. They're coming home. It's party. Hallelujah. I mean, you think the bass is loud here. Oh, no. Maybe that rumble of thunder you feel after a while will be heaven. Woo-hoo. It's party time. Oh, I got to stop. <laughs> now, let me just say this. Watch this. Jesus doesn't stop there. Again, remember three stories. Rejoicing, rejoicing. Oh, it's rejoicing. But now the other side. Now, look what happens here. Luke 16, 27. The rich man again answers. Look what he says. The rich man, he answers. Then I beg you. Okay, in other words, I can't get out of here. Then I beg you, Father, send Lazarus to my father's house. Okay, now this, we got to read this out loud. What's online? Let's read it. Come on, out loud, everybody. Here we go. For I have five. Okay, stop right there. How many brothers did he have? Look at this. Let him warn them so that they will not also come to this place of what? Jesus gives us a picture. It's not just that heaven is calling out and saying, we want you here. If we could look, Jesus is saying, if you, could, if you could hear the cries of hell, it would be, please tell my brother. Please tell my, tell my daughter. Please tell her. Please, 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 please tell, tell my son, tell my parents. Please tell them, tell my friend, tell my neighbor, please tell them not to come here. Go tell them, go, go, please go, go. It's the why, it's the why, it's the why, because this is a place not for them. It's painful, it hurts, and there's regret all the time. Go tell them. There's people now that are, that are there in hell that are screaming to the top of their lungs. We can't hear them. And we live right beside their brothers. We live right beside their sister. We live right beside their son, their daughter. We go to school with their sons or daughter. We, we work beside their, their, their mom and their dad. And they're screaming at the top of their lungs, please tell them. Please tell them. And Jesus said, I know it's going to be hard for you. I know it's going to be hard for you. Like, like you have these three cards, right? You have these three cards. Would you take those three cards out? Hold them in your hand. These three cards right here. Here they are. You know what this is? This is, this is somebody's opportunity for a better life for Jesus Christ. Not only here, but, but after life is over. Because they're going somewhere. This is someone's opportunity. And you know what? The devil will do everything in his power to keep you from sharing this. Why? Because once you share this card with him, he'll say, you know, they're going to ask you questions you can't answer. They're going to think you're some kind of freak. You know, you, you know, you haven't been good enough. They're going to think, well, who are you to tell me? 
hard represents an opportunity. Let me tell you something. You know what? I was in the line at McDonald's the other day, and the line was, it was taking a little bit longer than, than I thought it should. You've been there, haven't you? I'm like, geez, why not go to Chick-fil-A? No, I'm just kidding. Shouldn't have said that. But anyways. And I'm getting frustrated. And then I look down, and I see this card laying, because I had these cards laying right there where I can see it in my little console. It's right there. I look down, there's that card. And all of a sudden, the Holy Spirit said, why don't you buy the person's meal behind you and give them the card? And so I drive up to the window, and I say, uh, ma'am, uh, how much is the person meal behind me? I, I wish I was more spiritual than what I am. I'm telling you. It's like, she's like, six bucks. It's six dollars. I say, okay, ma'am. I'm going to buy their meal. And when I, listen, and when I drive away, you just give them this card right here. You just give them the card. You know, I was at the gym the other day. I'm walking around the gym. And, you know, I've, I've, been, I've been telling you I've been going to the gym so I can win people to Jesus. And so I've, I've been, I had two cards in my pocket. And I've, I'm stalking people. And then I'm like, it's embarrassing, right? I'm like, all these, all these thoughts are coming to me. They, they're going to reject you right here in this gym, Jeff. They're going to fuss at you right here in the gym. You know, they're going to turn you down right here. You know, they're going to make a scene. All those thoughts are going through my mind. But you know what I remembered? I remember the why. Why, why, why? And when I, when I remember the why, oh, God, they cannot go to that place as this. You did not prepare for them, God. They're not going there. Heaven needs to be their home, Lord. I will do it. And the Holy Spirit allowed me to reach in my pocket. And I went by and I said, listen, hey, I want you to know we're having church services on Easter at our church. And here's a card. Look at me. I gave them the card and the power of the Holy Spirit. And I would, I would, if I told you I wasn't scared, I'd be lying to you. Because we're all scared of rejection, aren't we? But I gave them the card Thursday. Two people. Every one of them looked at me with a smile. And they said, thank you. They said, you know what? I'm going to come. I need something. God was already at work. Why? Because God... No, the Holy Spirit knows the why, knows the why, knows the why. He's like, they cannot go there. I've got a place for them up here. We don't want them to go there. So you've got to share. And so here's my question to you. Will you go? Will, will you? I'm asking you right now, eyeball to eyeball. Will you? Will you? There's somebody, somebody's son, somebody's daughter. Will you go? And if it was your son and your daughter, wouldn't you want somebody to go? Wouldn't you want somebody just to say something? Somebody to give them a card? Somebody to give them an invitation? Just something. Will you go? Will you go? Will you go? Would you stand with me now? I'm ordaining you today as missionaries. You're missionaries of your school, you're missionaries of your college, you're missionaries of your work, you're missionaries of your neighborhood. You're the missionary right now. Remember those voices are calling up from the flames saying, go tell them, go tell them. And you gotta go, you gotta, you can't be quiet anymore. It doesn't matter. Holy Spirit will give you power to just do it, that you may go. You may go, let me pray, Lord, right now in the name of Jesus. You're calling us to big, oh God, to big. 
And we need your Spirit's power, God. If we were going to do little, we wouldn't need your Spirit's power. But you've called us to big, oh God. And we say, God, fill us today. Lord, fill us. Do it again. Do it again. Do it again. Do it again. Fill us again, oh God. Fill us up that we may go. That we may go. And Lord, we've sat together. I will. I will doesn't just mean a building, oh God. It means that we will do what you've called us to do. We will go. Our children will not go to hell, Lord. Our neighbors will not go to hell, Lord. Our young people will not go to hell, oh God. They're going to live for you. They're going to have a better life, oh God, because we will go. We will go. We will go. We will go. Do it again. Do it again. Do it again, Holy Spirit. Do it again. Today I pray this prayer in the name of Jesus. Hi, this is Pastor Jeff again. I just want to say I hope you enjoyed today's message. If you would like to support God's work through Stockbridge Community Church, simply go to our website at secview.net. Again, that's secview.net and click the Give tab. We want to thank you again for being with us today. God bless you. Have a wonderful day.